0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Hire Like Maths. My name is Nahid, I'm applied mathematician and the founder of Bungie Pie, helping kids learn maths using storytelling, animation and real life applications. This show is my own initiative to talk about mathematics and its application in real life. Today I have a great speaker, Robin Aldridge Sutton. And before introducing him, I would like to ask you to subscribe to this platform and support us to continue this work. Robin is a statistician and data analyst. He likes maths, statistics, data analysis, philosophy, chess, and running. He's from New Zealand and did a bachelor's degree in maths and philosophy, honours and master in philosophy from the Victoria University of Wellington. His love for statistics made him to complete another bachelor degree in data science, followed by an honours in statistics from the University of Auckland in New Zealand. Today, he will talk about his life journey and what a data analyst needs to have to build up a successful career. Welcome to Hire Like Maths, Robin.
1: Thank you.
2: Video.
0: <laughs> it took us more than a year to record this uh, video. This yeah. episode,
2: yeah. yeah, well, we've been busy. Huh?
0: Well, I remember I asked you last year for it when we were teaching, um, um what was it, the statistical yeah. thinking with data? Yeah, yeah, and then I asked you, hey, do you want to be part of my podcast and talk about uh, your PhD thesis or you know, research or study? And then you said, mm, yeah, I think about it. And then you send me a um a PowerPoint presentation. And I looked at it and said, like, this is too much. Why you can't <laughs> just present all these crazy formulas. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: But anyway, and then and then we, we chatted about that and it was on hold. So eventually um uh, we managed to record it this time. Now um I know you Robin. <laughs> I know rest of your story. <laughs> so far. Right. But <laughs> But for people who don't know you, i like you to um, ask you this question. So give us a bit of background, um, what happened out of school and fun stories, if you have, from childhood. Uh, what did you want to be growing up?
2: Um, well, I grew up in a small town in New Zealand. You can probably notice my accent. I um, grew up in Napier. And I moved to the capital of New Zealand, which is Wellington, uh, at the start of high school. Um, so I had a difficult childhood, but um, I got into things like chess, maths, uh, and also sports. And um,
0: Did it all not came to you naturally or encouraged by your parents to do maths or chess?
2: um I, I remember so my, my dad got into chess and he took me and my brother to the chess club with him on Monday nights and um and I just got into chess as well so I started playing that was that was really great and also my dad taught me how to memorize times tables and I had a teacher who would make a game out of uh, remembering times tables and mm-hmm. So I got really into into that and um got good at that and then at some point I sort of realized that I I was good at maths and and that was really good for me because I was quite quite low confidence and having something that you turn out to be good at um can be quite a boost. So
0: mm, excellent.
2: Yeah
0: excellent. All right, but that was high school. And um yeah, um any big kind of um chess tournament that you're quite proud of
2: uh yeah actually um there's yeah i was quite proud to um to win a few uh junior sections of chess tournaments when i was still quite young so mm. actually even before getting to high school by the time i got Mm. to high school we moved to wellington i um i kind of um didn't focus on chess so much anymore Mm. Mm. yeah
0: how was the time in wellington i know how much you like it yeah,
2: I love, I love Wellington. It's got a really nice atmosphere. Um, it was really good. Yeah, I went to a really nice high school, not very academically focused, but very inclusive and uh, very cultural, nice culture. Um, so I think that really suited me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still able to you know, do the study I wanted to do for myself. Yeah
0: just a general question does it really matter which school you go in malington or just pretty much they're they're the same
2: no i think it matters i think it matters a lot um different schools have very different uh atmosphere and different cultures and are going to suit different people better and and also influence how people grow up and the kind of people they become i think so Mm -hmm. I definitely think it matters. figuring out which one is best for any particular kid at any particular time isn't simple, but um I think it's something you should pay attention to for sure.
0: Yeah, and you're quite proud of your high school, aren't you?
2: I'm proud of um I am proud of it. I, I like a lot about it. Uh I sometimes wonder what would have happened if I had a bit more academic support. Mm. In those years, but um, yeah, on the whole I, I think other things are more important to me, so
0: yeah, yeah, because um, I remember sometimes we talked about it and said so, well there there were you had um a lot of things that it were quite cool, but sometimes some teachers turn out to be quite strange, and they didn't like to teach or pay that much attention in the class, but um yeah, if you'd like to share any of those stories, that would be nice as well. <laughs>
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so there'd be some classes when no teacher would show up and we'd Mm. just sort of be there for an hour. Um, Other times I felt like the teachers weren't very well prepared or um, weren't especially focused during the class. Mm. Um, And I sometimes complained about that. But um, I think everybody there or just about everyone had a good heart and mm. um i think that's that's more important to me so yeah
0: excellent yeah i think i took me a while to get to that point um that i valued that bits of school as well the human side of it stronger rather than academic side because well in my my high school well you know that i did my high school in iran and the focus was quite on study so like intensely studying maths um, and other subjects um, I was less focused on finding friends and and learn how to live life and you know all the other skills that you generally need for having a successful life apart from academic kind of things uh, it wasn't that much of focus when I was in my high school but um, over time I realized that it's quite important to, to have those ones as well yeah or you know a teaching is sort of a skill at school and it's still surprising that even here i don't see that much of it
2: yeah uh, i definitely think that's more important i'd rather have a school that has happy people in it than a school with you know better grades and academic performance
0: mm-hmm. but, um,
2: and i think they they go together as well so it's kind of about having the right balance i guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of you know it's, it's part of your character that you like to to work with people, and so that's your preference. You just give it kind of a priority than just purely doing work and um, you know research and all the things of study in general. But at least that's what I know from you that you just you know you like people more and working with nice people in particular.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like I love maths and and in my study but um at the end of the day if you can't share it with anyone um mm-hmm. it seems like what's the point really it's the yeah. sharing of the work that where you get the, the yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and uh, i think this is a this is a good message because um i've seen a, a very competitive kind of work environment um particularly at quite good unis uh, and sometimes i was quite annoyed by about that. Um, so so sometimes we forget that you know beyond all these works that we do um uh, we're still you know human and we like to connect to people and we like to kind of you know learn from each other um so it's something that seems that modern life is is taking it from from us um that's my understanding
2: yeah yeah i think we've talked about that before but I, i kind of feel like human beings have a cooperative side and a competitive side and yeah you can sometimes feel like the world is unbalanced towards too much competition and not enough cooperation sometimes
0: Mm, mm, that's true all right so um talk about other things um what you did when you start your um bachelor degree and you got more seriously in maths and other stuff since then. So uh, tell us about your career path since then.
2: Sure. Well, uh, when I went to uni at first, I uh, started off majoring in computer science and economics, Mm -hmm. and I took a couple of philosophy courses out of interest and Um, By the end of that year, I decided to change my major and and focus on doing a philosophy major. Mm
0: -hmm. Was there a particular reason why you preferred doing philosophy? Or
1: Um, I think that
2: I wasn't really sure about what I wanted in my life, and I felt like philosophy was more suited to where i was at in my in my life so thinking about deep questions and and thinking very generally
1: Mm
2: -hmm. broadly i wasn't ready to focus on a particular one particular thing and and make that a career so Mm. philosophy felt like a good thing to Mm. study while i was still thinking about things in that way thinking about Mm. life in general Mm. um so I, I did a philosophy major and then I, uh, still needed, uh, a year of study to finish my degree and I, and I wanted to get a second major. Mm. So I, I decided to do, to try to do a maths major in mm. one year, mm. apart from, um, one maths course that I'd done in my, in my first year for computer science. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: somehow the, um, I convinced the uni to let me. Take all these maths courses concurrently mm. uh, rather than doing the prerequisites before the the later courses right so that was a that was a very challenging, very ambitious year and um, mm. I got through it, but it was it was tough
1: mm.
2: So I ended up with a with a double major in philosophy and maths and um, mm. I don't regret it I'm, I'm glad I did that maths mm. um, because I've come back to it obviously later. Yeah.
0: No, I think it's it's quite impressive to be honest, uh because you know both of them are kind of brainiac and doing it at the same time, I think is quite intense, and you know one is required for finding a meaning in life. if there is such a thing in another, it's just a, I would looking at it as much as a brain game kind of thing like that' just, you know the logical part of the brain gets quite strong uh then you know uh doing maths all righty so you enjoy that
2: and then uh so after i finished uh my bachelor's degree i got a job uh working in i.t support mm. and i did that for a year or so and then um i guess i still wasn't ready to settle on a career so i went back to uni and did uh, honors and the masters in philosophy
0: right right wasn't so, enough <laughs> i need to get a master in it
2: <laughs> i guess by yeah you eventually,
0: did you eventually what did you get out of the, um all the degrees and thinking years of thinking in, in philosophy what was i just give me can you just summarize it in a uh, kind of one or two sentences and
2: um well i guess i've thought about a lot of quite general um things general topics I've thought about things from sort of the first foundations a lot.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, I had, you know, I had a taste of research. Mm -hmm. uh, doing my master's degree. It was a a research degree. And obviously a lot of writing, so writing a thesis. Um, It's hard to sum up what it's given to me. I find that... um, I've thought about, I've thought about a lot of things that, that that I've spent a lot of time thinking about things that other people don't spend as much time thinking about.
0: Mm. And so, yeah. Um, That's philosopher's jobs anyway, <laughs> 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 think about it stuff that people normally don't think
2: about. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Or they do don't bother thinking about it, I would say. <laughs>
2: yeah that's right and and a lot of people don't don't need to think about those sorts of things it's mm. probably part of my personality that i am attracted to to thinking about things deeply mm. um, more deeply than is strictly necessary
1: yeah
2: but um yeah I, I think um you know i feel like i'm quite quite quick to see to the the sort of core um points in an argument or a point of view um because i've had a lot of practice um tackling yeah tackling sort of difficult complex problems and, and mm. coming to a, mm. Mm. a reasonable mm. position
0: yeah 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 but it's quite interesting to, um, to know that um, you have that side, but I barely see you start arguing with people about particular things or, you know, try to prove that, oh, you're right or the way you think is right. I barely see you doing that.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's not that, that, uh, that doesn't that's not attractive to me. Mm. And, uh, often I, I don't really, I think people, a lot of things, people will come around to them when the time's right rather than from anybody sort of arguing with them or, um, persuading them you yeah. can you can put ideas out there um but it's up to people what what they connect with and what they embrace so.
0: yeah all oh, right excellent all righty so either philosophy and maths and then next step was getting a korean philosophy or just change the mind and take a break from it
2: yeah no so uh my master's was really challenging and um at the end of that I wasn't I wasn't ready to to try and do a PhD so and I also had a large student loan so I did something which uh a few of my friends had done um which was to leave New Zealand and
1: I
0: mm. uh,
2: actually went to South Korea mm. and started teaching English
0: mm.
2: so in, in South wow, Korea, different,
0: hey, from philosophy to <laughs> leave the country and going I live in a completely different environment, like South Korea. Um, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, I never lived there, but just just from the sound of it, seems quite different.
2: Yeah, really different. And and that, I guess that was the point. So you're point there, was. quite well. <laughs> <the environment. laughs> you're
0: somewhere very different.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted to experience a different, totally different place, and mm. and mm. also at the, at the time you could. Um, teach English and and make decent money without having an English teaching qualification
1: Mm, mm. Um,
2: and the cost of living was quite low so it was possible to um, move to a a brand new country and experience a totally Mm -hmm. different place Mm. at the same time as saving money and for me paying off my my loans.
0: Yeah, Um, Can you just talk about um, differences? between like these two countries. So I know that they're culturally, they're quite different. Um, and uh, probably in, in, in the way they manage things or handle things uh, um, might be different, but you can, if you would like to, can share some bits and pieces about it. Because I, I am an immigrant and I've, I have found Australia quite, um, not quite not very different, but uh, different from Iran. but. You know, I grew up, so um, it's, it's quite um, interesting being in um, a very different environment and see how, how that changes you um, and how you perceive the new environment and things that you get out of it.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, South Korea is, is very different from New Zealand.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, new Zealand's a very – geographically, it's not so small, but the population is very small.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: and it's a long way away from just about everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, South Korea, the population is uh, more than 10 times larger.
1: Mm-hmm. The
2: the area is smaller, maybe half the
1: size.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's very densely populated. Um, they're both uh, developed, industrialized, um, and western influence so south Mm. korea is a major ally of the us and new zealand is a minor ally (laughs) (laughs) um and you know they're both capitalist and
1: democratic.
2: um but yeah just about everything else is different so yeah korea is very monocultural um Mm -hmm. not very many foreigners live there Mm-hmm. Uh, there it's it's obviously Asian and and it has a long long history, whereas New Zealand history uh, was all oral history before Europeans um, settled there, which was only a couple hundred years ago so um, not much written history compared mm. to Korea which has thousands of years of history so
0: mm-hmm. um, Did you experience culture shock?
2: You there uh for the first time yes i, I i'm sure i did mm. and i was also just very lonely because i moved to a small town and there were, were very few pe- people who could speak english and uh and i couldn't speak any korean when i moved there so um and i was also uh teaching kids which turned out uh isn't isn't my strength mm so the first
1: month
2: yeah absolutely uh so the first three months were were really hard and i actually uh ended my first contract early Mm -hmm. uh and and was penalized for doing Uh. that but i um i moved to a larger uh city Mm -hmm. and i started i got a new job teaching adults and after that um things were way way better for me so that's Mm -hmm. when i started really enjoying uh, and And I studied Korean language um, I had great great students that uh, I connected with and mm.
1: Mm. was
2: able to have some success teaching them English mm. uh, and just experiencing a, a really amazing culture so
0: mm. Mm. does learning Korean language helps living there easier, or you just don't need it as a foreigner
2: um i think both so most foreigners who move to korea oh i should say most westerners
1: mm-hmm.
2: um because probably most foreigners in in korea are chinese or or south asian southeast asian mm. uh, and they they tend to learn korean because because they have to for the mm-hmm. things they do there most westerners who move there are either um american military who mm-hmm. live on military bases and keep to themselves, or foreign English teachers like me who have a job where they can speak English and then all of their socializing ends up being with other foreign, mm-hmm. foreign English teachers or
1: mm-hmm. other
2: Westerners. So they most most Westerners by far don't learn much Korean at all, and they are still able to have quite a comfortable, interesting life
1: mm-hmm. in Korea. Mm-hmm. for me
2: um that wasn't that wasn't attracted to me i wanted to experience you know living in korea so learning studying korean was really important for me while i was there and i spent a lot of time on it
1: mm-hmm. and
2: really enjoyed it
1: mm-hmm. um, Explain.
2: yeah it gave me a I, I never became fluent um or especially confident in speaking but uh i was able to get around Uh, really easily so i could take Mm. bachelors and go in restaurants and Mm. um, do all sorts of things Mm. which which was i really enjoyed.
0: yeah i can imagine that it's quite fun um so what happened after that did you decide why you didn't decide to stay there and then head back to home
2: yeah well i so i stayed there for a long time and i considered staying there much Mm. longer Mm um because I, my korean was getting to a level that uh other other doors w- would be opening up apart mm-hmm. from just english teaching
1: mm-hmm. which
2: i was uh it was interesting and fun but i didn't want to spend um too ma- too many more years doing that okay so uh i as eventually I decided I, I didn't want to stay there longer and started thinking about other careers and Mm. interested in technology and still interested in maths Mm. and uh started looking into coming back to new zealand to study computer science Mm. and ended up deciding to study data science Mm -hmm. Um, the university of auckland had just opened up a, a bachelor's program in data science and yep. so i decided to come back and be in the first cohort
1: mm-hmm. study
2: mm. um so that was that was great um mm. really Excellent. exciting data science yeah. you know is, is so exciting these mm. days. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah um, i know it was just the era for it
2: <laughs> yeah
0: anybody is just looking for a, a data analyst
2: that's right Right. well yeah everybody has data now and yeah you you need someone who knows what to do with it
0: yeah yeah
2: and
0: And you have the brain for it and also interest as well
2: yeah i'm interested in Mm. exactly those sorts of things maths statistics yeah
0: i know you're a good combination (laughs) a company would love to have maths and philosophy and a statistic
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, All
0: of it at the same time. <laughs> <It's> quite <laughs> a good pack. It's quite a good pack. Because, you know, what? it's because um, I, I teach um, uh, data, um, you know, data analysis as well. And um, um, I get um, all different sorts of people, um, you know, coming to my class from different backgrounds. And sometimes I doubt it. If they, these people are actually interested in analyzing data and they have, I don't want to kind of discriminate people or just judge it, their, their level of understanding, but um, is not an easy job because you actually need to have a lot of skills and knowledge and have the character. So you need to look at things deeply and, you know, uh, it requires a lot of thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, and um yeah i just simply see that because it's a fashion and there's so many jobs out there for for these people then anybody tries to just get in there somehow but i i'm wondering whether they're the good fit or you know (laughs) because it's it's kind of a a, you know brainiac kind of thing and Mm. it's not it, it doesn't fit into anybody's kind of um, way of living life because sometimes you might find yourself um sitting behind your laptop looking at it thinking about stuff for a whole day and um yeah so I think uh, that's a question that you should ask yourself would you like such a lifestyle and also I mean looking at it beyond kind of profession
2: and Mm. uh,
0: work I would say
2: yeah absolutely um yeah, I've heard it compared to the um, early days of software engineering yeah. where everybody wanted to be a software engineer. And, exactly. Yeah. And everybody needed a software engineer. And,
0: yeah, and they uh, saturated the market. We got to the point of high, hey, We don't want these people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there are not that many jobs for them. <laughs> yeah. And then apparently now it's the other mm. um, analytic kind of fashion yeah that yeah, people like to get into it but hey you have the skills you deliberately studied it because you liked it and you enjoy it because that's that's your character and um and then did you start looking for jobs after doing the degrees or you were just interested in doing more research
2: um so i i did this bachelor's in data science and then uh i went on and did an honest degree in statistics. Mm-hmm. and um part of the honours degree was a research component um with a a supervisor from the department mm-hmm. and i had a, a really great supervisor i really connected with mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed the the research that i, that I did that year with mm-hmm. her, her name's uh professor rachel fuster yeah i'm mm-hmm. in And statistics so I, I just enjoyed that so much. And then I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, um, immediately afterwards. And she offered me some casual work, uh, continuing on with the research that I was doing. So mm-hmm. that was, that was excellent. I was enjoying it so much and, and, uh, uh, wasn't sure what else, exactly what else I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. to be honest, I was, I was slightly torn. So, um. What I had thought that I wanted to do was to go into artificial intelligence and machine learning, mm. which are closely related to uh, data science
1: mm.
2: and um, more on the computer science side of things mm. um but my my study had sort of gravitated towards more towards statistics
1: mm.
2: and then my research especially was statistical modeling, which is
1: mm.
2: not directly um related to machine learning it's kind of a different a different way of doing things Mm. and and i've enjoyed it so much and become quite invested in it so i was quite torn between sort of cutting 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 off this statistics stuff and and going into machine learning Mm -hmm. um or carrying on with this this work i was really enjoying so yeah I sort of, what ended up happening was I, I carried on with the research work for about six months and then, um, and even started planning to do a PhD
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, with the same supervisor. But, um, finally, uh, actually at a, a statistical ecology conference, um, actually an online conference because mm-hmm. at this time it was COVID. So um, I was locked down actually in, right. in Auckland, yeah. and um, and at, attending this statistical ecology conference and, and presenting some of the work I was doing
1: mm.
2: and in the, in the Slack channel, which was where the whole conference was, was hosted, uh, mm. someone actually posted an, an advertisement for a PhD scholarship right. in
1: Sydney
2: right. uh, doing data science for, um, for various applications, related, mm-hmm. inv- including related to environmental
1: right. and e-
2: ecological
1: applications.
2: Right. So, right. And this this scholarship looked really exciting and quite a sort of appropriate for me, so I applied for mm. this. Actually, I didn't apply, I just sort of sent an email with a couple of documents and a resume mm. and, yeah. Said, hey, I'm interested. And they said, Yeah. We've accepted. That's <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll <laughs> nice for
0: you. Yeah. It's kind of similar to my I, I got my scholarship for doing PhD. <laughs> I
2: right. just say,
0: hey, this is me and this, all right, come over. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: right. I, I don't want I don't mean to say it was it was uh that the, they sort of accepted me immediately, but they did um
0: yeah Oh, yeah. they, they well, considered well, obviously you had a good background yeah, yeah. What well, what else they wanted you did all, all the you know stuff yeah you have, you have all the skills and knowledge they needed and you have the passion for it so i think that's that's any any supervisor would like to have to see in, a, in a students to be able to give them back another chance for not chance a position phd position i would say to study um yeah i
2: think that that program was just very well matched to my my background at that time mm,
1: mm,
2: mm. so uh yeah that was and I, and I felt sort of uh i felt like a i felt like moving i felt like a change so although mm. i was really enjoying my work um, i guess i just i felt like a, a change so this yeah this
0: that's like the time a time to go <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you're familiar with it moving here and there and like yeah. exploring different places. And it's just yeah. a kind of funny feeling. And I don't know if it's funny, is it interesting, whatever it is, but it just, um, you know, uh, it comes to you and say, hey, I think that's the time to move. I don't know what's happening, but it's just yeah. inside of you telling you that um, you need to move and go somewhere else. I, I don't know. I've experienced this so many times. Then I've sort of, you know, it comes to me. I don't know for where, but um I think I'm a crazy one who listens to it yeah. and and do it. But uh maybe maybe anybody kind of hear these whispers, but um I don't know what proportion or percent of people actually do something about it.
2: I think that's exactly right. I think it's there's something deep about that. Immigration yeah. and migration has been a part of human history forever and mm. uh you know it, it's something that you can do if you i mean it's some it's very hard to do and we've talked about that that yeah you can't underestimate how difficult it is to move to a completely different place and lose all mm. your connection
1: mm.
2: Mm. Um, mm. but it's also something that can really transform your life if, mm. if that's what you're you're wanting to do so mm.
0: exactly yeah. it's very challenging but you might end up. Getting a lot of things out of it. Well, I look at it from kind of wisdom point of view. that you know makes you kind of um, I would say a better person, a, a wiser person. But that that's where you know that, that's the way I look at it. Uh, but, and I've heard it a lot from my friends who did the same thing that actually you know changed the way they look at life completely.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. And and you're gonna learn so much from
0: so much.
2: Coming to a, a new place. So Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. And then you moved to Sydney.
2: Yeah, that's right. Mm. So that was last year and mm. I started off in this this PhD program, which was
1: University of Sydney.
2: That's right. University yeah. of Sydney. Uh it was a a sort of a special program. So it was a an arc uh funded center that was set up specifically Mm -hmm. to train more people in data science and in advanced data science so they uh had a lot of excellent uh postdoctoral researchers
1: Mm.
2: um, who were hired directly by the center uh, to do research and help uh, guide the a cohort of phd students yeah as well as uh, a lot of industry partners and mm. professors and senior academics who were uh, associated with the center mm. to provide supervision so it was a it was and is a really exciting uh, mm. research center and mm. uh, we so started... do they
0: work a lot there. um you can, yeah um do they work a lot with industry they get a lot of data from industry and they you know get the students to, to work on it and um... yeah
2: yeah industry and also um government organizations mm-hmm. and even ngos mm. so they so it's about applications it's about mm. combining applications and new methods in data yeah. science Right. And particularly with partners outside of academia mm. to to make these applications relevant and and useful. Mm. So they they have all sorts of uh, partners. Um, some in mining and mineral extraction. Mm. Uh, some in ecology. Some in uh, water resource management. Right. Um, others in Business consulting, uh other they they also work or have worked with um NGOs like the Ramsey Foundation mm. in social data science, social research. Mm. So it's a really, really exciting um center of research. Mm. Yeah.
0: I know, I know, and, and I think Sydney and East proud of them get heaps of money for doing um, data analysis and working with all this collaborators and Sydney uni is pretty good at you know at getting kind of um, building up connections and getting people to do the work and you know develop ideas and and um, network and I think I fancy Uni to be quite progressive and yeah uh, they like it a
2: lot yeah well Sydney uni is a, a pretty impressive organization um, you know they just announced they're, they're building another 500 million dollar health research center
1: right
2: um because their fundraising has just been going so well
0: yeah I
2: know, I know i'd I know. say within within sydney they're yeah quite quite clearly the most successful university making a lot of of money and raising a lot of money and yeah and great research
0: yeah. right so if you would i like to talk about um your work um feel free to otherwise um we can just um talk about pain points of being professional or successful uh, person
2: well i guess being successful uh is a nice thing and yeah. um there i guess there are downsides i mean success in itself probably doesn't have too many downsides um right. but success generally comes because of hard work and, mm. and too much hard work uh, can be, can have downsides. So um, that's something that comes to mind to me um, as a-
0: Don't work a, too hard. Yeah,
2: yeah, keep, keep your work-life balance. And also, um, you know, and, and especially for this, this kind of work, mathematical, yeah. computational, yeah. Data, data work mm. can be- Quite intense. Intense and mm. somewhat isolating. Yeah, that, as you said, is can be sitting in front of a laptop by yourself all day, mm.
0: Mm. Um,
2: and that it
0: can get you. It can get you. If you I, I, mm.
2: I think we've we've both seen that people working in this field are at quite a high risk of mental health, mental yeah, mental health uh, issues it's it's not it's not healthy to spend all your time in front of it
0: no believe it or not then I was doing my postdoc at UCED and I really liked the research I was doing and uh, you know was just there every day and you know staying at uni um, for a long period of time doing the um, you know analysis and playing with data thinking reading um, manipulating the code and, and things like that it's just you know typical uh, data analyst or mathematician or statistician does that um, and um, to be honest toward the end I was I was thinking that I'm going psycho so it's just really felt that mentally it got me and um, I, I, it really came to my mind that I'm not sure if I can it just is sustainable I'm not sure that I can keep pushing it over a long period of time because I could feel it that it's just messing up uh my my mental health
2: yeah yeah I think that's that's a, a really you, we're really at high risk of that and um I don't think I don't think um people have fully come to terms with that and and really figured out mm-hmm. what to do about it but
1: mm-hmm.
2: having that balance in your life and particularly having good social connections i think That's is is yeah. uh, something that you lose from from spending a lot of time working by yourself which yeah. is often required but yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know what the solution is i think yeah. outside of your work um really putting putting effort into having good relationships with people
0: yeah it's uh, a key really and because I, wonder- I don't think we've designed for such a lifestyle you know we like we like the work but um that's not the the whole world and um, when, when you're doing it over a long period of time and intensity i think you start getting you and uh, you feel it and you know you're not right you actually feel mm-hmm. it but hopefully people will start listening to it and don't kind of caught up with it um uh, you know this this success kind of things that anybody's talking about fighting so hard to get publication fighting so hard to get this position and stick around um it's just something that i see every day so many people are experiencing it
2: yeah particularly in academia and research where there is this competitive um environment and it's quite individual individualistic so yeah i sort of think that we need to find ways to work together Yeah um more and not not just work by ourselves i think um
0: mm, i highly but, value that but i went through that extreme loneliness to get to that point that why system is designed such a way that you have to work on this intense kind of project alone
1: mm. i'm
0: not I'm, I'm i'm sure that it gives you um higher level of confidence that hey, this is my achievement this is what i've done but um you have to pay it a price for
2: it yeah it doesn't seem efficient to me i think people work better together
0: yeah yeah i hope they will yeah to do that and uh, finding the right right people i haven't found it easy anyway but i would say it's another challenge because you can't work with anyone right you want some some nice people to be kind of have a connection with and you can Kind of without you know, yeah. that much of a headache you can do the work and ask, and enjoy that collaboration as well.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's so important. Yeah. And not easy, not always easy.
0: No, no, it's very, very challenging. All righty, um, getting close to the end of it because I know you have so many things to do. Advice to your 15 years old self.
2: Oh, yeah. Or any
0: younger one who would like to listen to this podcast
2: uh i'd say again keep up a healthy balance of of study and um relaxing with your friends and family um just uh find things that are that are interesting to you in your study and
1: mm-hmm.
2: and enjoy them you know get into things that are you know that are have some constructive aspect to them so um you know, maybe games are really attractive to you, but you don't see, um, you know, too much constructive coming out of them. Yeah. Find things that that you see some some future or some something good for you in them that are also attractive to you. And yeah, um, yeah,
0: because I've seen so problems. many people kind of I wouldn't say wasting, but they like playing games, computer games. But well, at the end of the day, over a, let's say a few years time like I think you start, you should start asking this question what I've got out of it
2: yeah I think that's part of becoming an adult and um, different people sort of recognize that at different times and mm-hmm. generally the earlier the better
0: yeah normally for some people takes time. a long time
2: <laughs> sometimes with games with friends is is good for you um, yeah. but if it's all day um, you might you might find you might find other things um, more rewarding and more satisfying if you you know if you encourage yourself to to do that.
0: Yeah, no, I'll probably get that. Any checking rituals? Something you do often and makes you feel
2: good? Uh I really like to just um go out for a walk. Mm. So especially if I'm doing a lot of work coding or or a lot of maths. Yeah. Um, get out of
1: it
2: (laughs) every every couple of hours so at least once in the morning and once in the afternoon Mm. stop and and go for a walk really helps me a lot Mm. and um and just uh preparing early for things makes my life go a lot more smoothly Mm. so just thinking about what i have coming up and um preparing in advance so that so that things go smoothly and mm. things stay relaxed rather than getting hectic
0: thanks mm. last words if you would like to share um, anything.
2: uh i don't know just um if you're watching this kind of video you're interested in maths and and technical and data data things um that's great you you you're in a good place in your life because of these things that are more and more important. Mm. Um, I would say just enjoy them and and keep it in a healthy balance, and not much can go wrong for you. Sure, sure.
0: <laughs> and if you don't like it, well, that's your problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you got to the end of this video uh, and you don't like it, you're doing doing pretty well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks for joining us um we enjoyed the chat um and hopefully we can um have you again in future podcasts future future episodes to about more exciting things with the statistic um and uh, data analytic and maybe at some points you start talking about ai which is quite a hot topic this, these days but i don't know how much you like it
2: yeah all right thanks a lot that was that was great
0: Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed it and learned something from it. Please don't forget to subscribe to our platform and support us to continue this work. If you have any feedback about this episode, I would love to hear it. So please leave a note for me. Also, if you have any suggestion to improving this work, I'm more than happy to hear that as well. Thank you for listening again and see you in the next episode.